Welcome to We Need to Talk About Static, the show where we talk about men and women from history. Zach Stufus! DJ Zach Stufus! What? There have been many Stevens. Many Sisty Stevens. Remix! Stephanies. Stephanies. Stephans, movies, TV, music, Stufus, history, DJ Zach Stufus. It's one of the most powerful names that has ever existed. And this is a podcast dedicated to the men and women who have borne the name Stufus. <laughs> DJ Zach Stufus in the house. What the fuck? Whoa. Has the podcast been hijacked by DJ Zach Stufus? That's crazy. Like, if I thought anyone would hijack it, it would be Brian Vega. <laughs> or Stone Cold. Or, or Stone Stephanie Cold. Stephanie Austin. But goddamn, Zach Stufus. <laughs> I did not see Stufus coming. I did not buy tickets to this club or concert. Uh, we barely even talked about him last week. I know. How did he get in it here? It's like one mention of Stufus. And- he hacked your computer. Ah, these fucking computer is he DJ from, guys. Zach Stufus is from the Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. For sure. Uh, yeah, well, wow. hopefully that's the end of that. <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't mind having that play every week. <laughs> we yeah. need to talk about do, like, Stufus. We need to talk about Stufus. We should do a spinoff podcast. Maybe that's what he wants. Yeah, we should do a whole podcast, like our normal runtime of 100 minutes, and then have him <laughs> remix the entire thing. So it's like 100,000 minutes <laughs> yeah. of just stoofus music. Oh, man. Well, no, um, great. yeah, sometimes it's fun to mix it up, I guess, even if, you know, our engineers don't tell us. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we should just hire Zach Stufus to be our engineer. Probably. Probably. Uh, how are you doing, Michael? I'm pretty good. How are you, Sean? I'm well. I'm quite well. Um, we're doing really well at sticking to our schedule after coming back. Like, <laughs> we take three weeks off, and then all of a sudden, we're all fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of like when you stop working out or eating well. Like, yeah, it takes a like real hard to get back into it. You like, used to work out four days a week, and then you take a while off, and you're like, let's just do one yeah. <laughs> like this time. You, then you do one day and maybe two, and then you don't do it for another two weeks. And yeah. you're like, man, I guess I just don't work out anymore. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, I guess we don't podcast anymore. Yeah. Um, well, look, guys, we're one day late, so sue us. It was funny. I was driving over here <clears throat> with a big pizza pie for Sean. Mm. And um, I was you thinking, like, this <laughs> after that break, I was, like, kind of daydreaming on the way over here, like, getting a call from Sean and being like, dude, our podcast has blown the fuck up. (laughs) Sponsors are calling. Oh, man. Or realer sponsors, anyway. Not like Guac This Way or places like that. Or, uh, wait. Um, Wait for it. Douglas. (laughs) Steve-O's Nitrous Bar and Grill. Yep. And the sweetener known as Douglas, which... Of course, Douglas. Please don't eat, guys. I mean, I guess we did just get kind of a... I don't know... It's not really like we're advertising for Zach Stufus, but it's like the Stufus bump or something. Like maybe his fans will start listening now. Yeah, it's not like we're advertising for Zach Stufus, but I feel like Zach Stufus is heavily advertising for himself with our time on our show. Yeah, and I think he interrupted every time our intro said Steven. Yeah, every <laughs> he time. Just said Stufus. Yeah, it said, what was it? 
Stufus was one of the most powerful names that's <laughs> ever existed. I think you could really contend that. I'm not a big fan of the name Stufus. Zach? Sure. No problem with the name Zach. Um, yeah, so what the fuck were we just talking about before that? Um, taking a break. Us oh, getting yeah. really popular. Getting back in. Yeah, well, guys, please, like, this is the most important thing here. Um, tell friends, you know, tell your hairdresser. Yeah, it's word of mouth. Tell That's your it. dog trainer. It's literally just word of mouth. How about this? We could buy ads, but... Everyone knows a guy named Steven. Why yeah. don't you fucking tell him? Yeah. Or Who... tell his mom and say, here's a podcast about Steven. Even better. She'll listen to it. She'll tell her friends. Well, before she even hears it, she'll probably go tell everyone she knows. Of course. This That's is going to be our big do. bump, babe. That's what mommies do. That's what mommies do. They're proud of their little boys. And if you know a little boy named Steven, tell that kid's mom or that a grown-up's mom. I know uh, Marnie and oh Janie. Janice. Yeah, they they told moms. They told moms all over the world, and you know what? That was a hit episode yeah, because we huge. had the mom bump. I think that was our most listened to episode <laughs> for sure. Marnie <laughs> yeah. and Janice hit the ball out of the park for us there. Yeah. Um, it is funny to see what Stevens draw interest and what Stevens don't. I know. I feel like it's a trade secret, and I'm sure shit not going to tell you guys. But, but talk about alt right people because Stephen Crowder yeah. was super popular. Stephen Crowder, big hit, yeah. probably because a lot of those people thought maybe he was on our show. Oh yeah, surprise, that's funny. surprise. Yeah. He was not. He was not. He was shit upon on our show. That's true. Um, there you go. Well, thanks for the bump, Crowder. I think we're not going to be shitting on this week's Stevens, and there are. That's an astute observation. These are pretty <laughs> beloved Stevens. Yeah, they are. Um, do you want to go ahead and intro these Stevens? I can intro these Stevens. <clears throat> okay. There are two Stevens from opposite sides of the pond, but both of these boys have lots in common. One is an actor, producer, writer, and comedian. The other is a producer, writer, actor, and comedian. Together, they are responsible for making the average corporate workplace funny and exciting because they are the Steves of the office. Steven Merchant and, and Steve Carell! Uh, I think there's wow. no way for that not to be anticlimactic. I know, because you just blow one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and well, again... I mean, literally blow them. We have been trying, guys. I, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but we want to fuck these Stevens. And yeah, whether it be sucking, fucking, fucking. <laughs> them blowing me, uh, yeah, them yeah. fucking me. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if I'm squatting on one of their faces, getting my butt licked, or if I'm propping them up like a baby and licking their butt. I want these Steves. We will do the devil's triangle with these Steves. <laughs> oh, man. And maybe if it's all four of us, it's the devil's square. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, what about if it's Steve Carell? You want the front or the back of that? <laughs> yeah, I'll take the back. <laughs> I want yeah, it the Yeah, the back. Like the back's a little prettier. <laughs> I'm not sure I want the front of that, Steven. I'll just take my glasses off. It'll kind of maybe look like a lady's back. This show has just evolved. Like, we never get far at all before this kind of talk And then starts. pretty soon Chuck Berry's going to come up again. <laughs> oh, that video is so good. Do Guys. you think Steve Carell's... Uh, is his back as hairy as his front? <laughs> Does the carpet match the, <laughs> the back door munch, munch <laughs> match the front door? Oh, my God. Because in 40-Year-Old <laughs> yeah. Virgin, he, like, remember that chest waxing scene? Yeah. I, how could I forget? It's and disgusting. that was, like, all of his real-ass hair. Yeah, his real-ass hair up. got pulled off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got to say, Steve Carell, for all that I'm a fan of his comedic chops, seems like the grossest kind of guy. Just physically, like, he's got a lot of fur. He's really like 
pale and schlubby. Uh huh. Like it's th- it's See, coarse I don't know black he, hair. Yeah, but I don't know if he's like that schlubby anymore. No, he's he's a Hollywood guy now. Yeah, but I mean, I guess like schlubby is even the wrong way to put it. Like he's not a schlub. He's just like hairy and pasty. Hmm. I think that he's like kind of turned into a silver fox. Well, a lot of girls like this kind of stuff. Yeah, like what are you calling me, a girl? Yeah, <laughs> Mike, you're not the only girl that likes this kind of guy. <laughs> I guess it's the fur that throws me off. Yeah, furriness is gross. Like yeah. his butthole is probably a jungle nest of disgust. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and he looks like his sweat snakes. <laughs> sweat snakes. Sweat stinks. Sorry, <laughs> stinky sweat. Um, so both these guys are. Uh, powerhouse hollywood figures mm-hmm. and sean and i thought that both of them deserved their own episode but just the commonality of the show the office yeah. we were worried that we would just spend say we did steven merchant first we would just talk about the office compare it to the american office and yeah. then like we would have nothing to talk about on the steve carell that episode. would be the end of that and i guess like maybe the best way to put it is the biggest thing in in both of these guys career is yeah. the office for sure one Stephen Merchant invented the British office with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And then the other, Steve Carell, made the bigger, longer-running, and better office, (laughs) of which those two other gentlemen were executive producers. Yeah, they made so much money off that. Yeah. But you know what I have a feeling now, since, like, we set up front... We're just going to talk about the office the whole time. Like, I bet we're not going to talk about it at all. Not at all. And we could have given prep. Yeah, and we could have given these guys like separate episodes. Totally, guys. Sorry to lump you together, but at least you're uh, what is it? Common bedfellows. Like every time you work, you have to run into each other. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What do you think about the office? Well, the American office. Okay, so I actually I started with the British office. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I saw it. Maybe when the second season had started and it got like super popular over here on this side of the pond, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a co- like one of my cousins told me to watch it, and I thought it was like really fucking good. Yeah, um, super funny. I'm not like huge British comedy guy. Like I kind of like I'll probably get killed for this, but like I think like Monty Python is pretty overrated and doesn't like do it for sure. me. Sure. And that's not to say the British office is, like, Monty Python-esque. No, but they're both British comedy, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was, like... It's it's funny, because, like, I normally like this kind of stuff, but, like, the British office, like, got so sad and serious. Yeah. And it's, like, a weird tone to be, like, have, like, this crazy, goofy boss and then mix it with, like ultimate heartbreak that never works out with like uh, yeah <laughs> tim and i think tim and don were the british one version of jim and pam yeah um i don't know but i was re watching some of them today and it's still like totally like holds up i think yeah it's it's always been good mm-hmm. and it was definitely more like revolutionary then yeah if you go back and watch the british office it seems you might not understand why it was important because every show has emulated it yeah. since then like Parks and Rec, Modern Family. Yeah, it's pretty like ground, obviously the office <laughs> groundbreaking. Yeah, in terms all of, of it. like how it's like that they took that device that Spinal Tap did and other mockumentary things, and they kind of like I don't know, they did a really fucking good job with it. Yeah, they ran with that idea, and it also I don't know, man, it just kind of came around at the right time for TV because you know, like reality shows had that look 
where mm-hmm. it was like on the shoulder camera, yeah. a lot of snap zooming, like very unpolished. It wasn't like a normally filmed TV right. show. Um, and I think, I don't know, it was fresh and it was like fun and people were ready for that. Yeah, because I even wonder like what were like the single cam comedy shows back then? I mean, there was like Larry Sanders and I know that that was a right. huge influence on uh, Ricky Gervais. And oh, I'm yeah. guessing Stephen Merchant too. Um, maybe he kind of created that shit. His thing wasn't mockumentary, but Larry, was like, Larry Sanders show blended like almost three kinds of TV shows into one. Yeah. It felt like a single cam comedy, a talk show, but then there was like the weird mix of like the behind the scenes. No one ever, yeah. no one ever like referenced the camera or like talked to it, but it felt like almost a documentary. It felt like a follow show or something. Yeah. Like you're following behind the scenes on the talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he did. He did invent something like that, and I think like that led to the for sure it did. Yeah, it's interesting to talk about that kind of camera work because like now you can't really like it's really jarring and shitty to watch a three camera studio sitcom. Yeah, it's it awful. Re- it's really hard. It's awful. Yeah, like if you look at what is it? It's like The Ranch on Netflix, that yeah, Ashton Kutcher that. one. So is that one like they, they shoot it like Family Matters or something like in front of a studio audience or a fake? St- but yeah, it's like on a like yeah, on but a, it's on yeah, it's on a set with three cameras. I don't know if there's really an audience there or not, but it does have a laugh track. Yeah, like Two and a Half Men is like this Big Bang Theory. Like yeah. these are unwatchable shows. Yeah, they're terrible. And if you see, there's this stuff on YouTube you can go watch where they just pull the laugh track out hmm. and you just watch these people talking without a laugh like, track. Yeah, and there's these like it's weird as fuck. There's like these weird empty spaces. Yeah, and nothing's funny. Like I saw that too with uh, the Wonder Years. They would pull the the narration out. Yeah, and it's just like Fred Savage staring at his mom for a super long time. <laughs> wow, like because like, and I love Daniel Stern so as the funny. narrator. Like he's the narrator. I never knew that. Yeah, Daniel Stern, and it's weird too. He is from the same small town that that show took place in. Really? Yeah, just by coincidence. Well, he's your guy. He's your guy, and they don't. Um, when they did that show, they didn't do like a face-to-face audition they had people send in just audio oh so it's not like oh that's daniel stern let's get him yeah i don't even know how big he was or anything but his voice was just about six feet fucking perfect (laughs) you see him next to joe pesci (laughs) um yeah no he i never knew that like i never would have put it together but now that i'm thinking about daniel stern's voice i'm like he's got a good voice i know he's got that like great american yeah was is it like an east coast yeah, yeah, it's like a Illinois or something. Yeah, like Mid American. Like, yeah. you want to, you definitely want to hear him read you a Stephen King book, like Stand by Me. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, we got to get him on that. Yeah, fucking a, we got to get him in here. Stern, talk to my agent, babe. <laughs> you know the number. Um, so I guess we went a long way away from. Uh, we knew that we would. Yeah, Steve Merchant. Um, I was listening to some interview with him, and he said that the way the the office tv show got made is he got hired to make like a uh corporate training video kind of thing mm-hmm. for his office yeah and him and maybe it was for the bbc or something like that because he was working there and him and ricky gervais were just like let's just like do like this david brent character and they just kind of made like a short film comedy instead of doing like what they were supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's they great. just like took the budget for it and did that. And they were like, Oh shit, this is pretty good. 
I mean, that character is so fucking iconic of David Brent. <clears throat> yeah, David Brent. So for those of you that don't know, because I feel like most people probably don't, which is sad. Right. Well, yeah, they know the, they know Michael Scott. You know Michael Scott. You know Steve Carell's office character, the bumbling manager who's like just a constant cringe fest. And he well, just like wants to be loved so bad. He just wants love. He just wants acceptance. Yeah. Um, David Brent is Ricky Gervais's original character based on that. Or I think a boss he had, too, or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we've all known this boss. Yeah. Well, luckily, I've actually never had this boss before. I know. It's weird. I've never had the guy who, like, is always on. Yeah. I could maybe think of people, like, in my life, like, people who started as friends and then became acquaintances because of that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> that behavior? Like, yeah. Oh, I can definitely name like, people oh, like that. Oh, you're guy. posting videos of you playing guitar to, like, yeah. your dog. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You should stop this immediately. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I've known David Brent's and Michael Scott's, but I've never worked for them. Thank God. Thank fucking God. Yeah. I mean, they're the type of people, it's like, it would be fun for the first couple months because you're like, oh, we don't have to do anything in the office. Yeah. Like, it's just like meetings and hanging out. And yeah. Being and, and, like, nothing happens. Nothing here, happens. It? But then it's like, oh, fuck, this guy wants me to go to like dinner at his house. And yeah, he oof. thinks we're best friends. Yeah, woof, for sure. Um, So his, David Brent was like a super, he was a pretty tragic figure, I think. Yeah. Um, And Michael Scott started that way, but Michael Scott, through the magic of having 24 episodes and seven seasons, was able to like have girlfriends come and go and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, his character developed more and he was like more of a, I don't know. The pathos was not there the same way that it was with right. David Brandt. Yeah. David Brandt is a real tragedy. <laughs> yeah. He's so sad. <laughs> Michael Scott's a tragedy, but he's funny and he doesn't really lose in the scheme of things. Uh-huh. Like, he's fine at the end. Yeah. And nothing bad ever really happens to him other than constant embarrassment that goes way over his head. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even realize it's happening yeah. half the time. Um, what do you, which one do you like more? American or British? I like British? the American one. I've, like actually watched the American office like four times through. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of TV. Yeah. It's like the type of TV where I'd put it on in bed and just, you know, you don't, I don't sit there and watch it, but it's, it's like, on. it's like a, it's like Seinfeld or like yeah. a comfort show. That's like in the background. It is a comfort show. You look up. It's so bright. And what a like, great way of putting it. It's like the Mac and cheese of TV. Yeah. It's like the type of thing where it's like, <clears throat> if you were like sick as a kid, you could sit there and watch an entire season in yeah, a day. Yeah, and your mommy brings you ginger ale. And the thing is, too, they're all 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. They're not like a true half hour. They really don't feel like it, do they? No, they pack a lot of shit in there. They really do. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. I have to say, like, yeah. I got no problems with The Office. Although I will say, I've probably only seen about 18 episodes. Like, I don't really? think I've even seen yeah. a whole season. I think uh, greatest love story on TV. Jim and ever. Pam. Jim and Pam. Yeah, they're and they, great. And they found a way to draw it out. Like, really draw it out. I think not till the end of season three do they, like, have a smooch. That's amazing. And then even after that, it's, like, still in turmoil. Yeah. Um, but they do they do such a good job of it. And the thing is, they do that in the British office, but... And that thing is only over 12 episodes. Total. Because like, that's British TV. It's the entire And maybe a movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's also... it's. 12 seasons yeah according to them oh yeah each right, episode, yeah. Each episode is, like, is a season <laughs> yeah they waited two years between each season i heard um steven merchant was talking 
just about the differences in American television and like English television. First of all, it's all public funding. Mm-hmm. Well, on the BBC, yeah. So they, so no, uh, you don't get huge budgets. Mm-mm. You don't get money from it either. You don't make shit. No, you don't really. Yeah, you might be. I mean, famous, you make a, make a living, not but you're not getting rich off it. And they don't have syndication there, right? So studios aren't like pushing for to get that hundred episodes or whatever. Yeah. the rule used to be. It's so different here. Just yeah. the business model is completely different. And like you know, Britain has like Sky One and all these other different like sort of I guess cable independent things where the rules are probably different. But because forever so much of their TV has been public, yeah. like to us, PBS is like, what am I going to watch, Sesame Street or Masterpiece Theater? Yeah, or Downton, or Ab- or Downton Abbey because that's like a, that's a their, shared thing. That's their biggest hit. But um, everything else is like, we don't give a fuck about PBS. I like PBS yeah. a lot, like but it's, it's not our biggest station. Yeah. In England, it's the opposite. Public is, is, is the biggest station. Mm-hmm. And because you have to pay a TV license... Yeah. Which is fucking crazy to me. I think each TV you get, right? Like, yeah, you, you have, have like to pay like a yearly a license. Yeah. So you're paying for this fucking channel, whether mm. you like it or not. Like, that's where the BBC money comes from. Yeah, but also, like, I like when I was in England and we'd watch TV, I think they would do a full episode. So you'd have a 30-minute show, and then there would be, like, three minutes of ads, and then the next show. So there's no, like, commercial breaks in them or anything like that because it's yeah. public-funded. No, it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's actually a really cool model. Yeah. What's a little iffy in my brain about it is it's sort of compulsory. Like, doesn't matter if you want to watch BBC. Like, you're fucking right. paying that. Yeah. Whatever. Different country. Yeah. I don't have to live there. Yeah. <clears throat> and I will say it allows for an amazing amount of uh, independent kind of thinking on their tv like top gear was always great because they could be honest about the cars yeah because they're not owned by the cars that they're uh, advertising yeah Yeah. not advertising them right yeah exactly just review them so in america it's like okay obviously if you have a show about cars your biggest advertisers are going to be car companies yeah but now you're in this dilemma where you really hate the new dodge charger but dodge is buying like a million dollars of advertising so how can you you. even review it so how can you be honest about how much this car sucks like that's why we've never been able to do that show here Mm. They've tried like three times and it's always crap. And I know a lot of people that worked on that show. Sorry, guys. It's not your fault. It's just integrity. Well, that and the hosts are always shit. Yeah. But BBC has that going for it. You know what they should have done, I thought, for Top Gear America? I don't think they could have ever afforded it, though. What? Because you do, the three hosts would be Jay Leno, Jerry Seinfeld, and Adam Carolla. That'd be great. Yeah. Those guys would shit on Adam Carolla. Oh, I know. It'd be pretty awesome. They would be so mean to him. Although I feel like he's friends with Jay. I think he's friends. Probably. Those guys are both kind of like. I don't think Jay has any like enemies. Well, except for Conor O'Brien. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he has one very tall redhead who wants to kill him. Funny. I listened to um, Jay Leno on. He's a 1922 Dusseldorf. Um, I stole that from Todd Glass. But. You hear that, well, Todd? He on like Mark Maron or something, maybe some other show. But he's like, he acts like he's not upset. Jay Leno, yeah, about the Conan thing. Oh, but he's super upset about it. Jay so, Leno's upset yeah, about getting shit on. Oh, it totally like, bothers him. It has to bother. Yeah, him. he says like, he's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like not a big deal at all. But then he'll talk about it for ten minutes. It's like, like this- I don't know why these guys like they rag on me and then they do all this stuff and it's like. 
It's, he keeps fucking. He keeps going. Mark's and it's like, like we're, uh, we don't have to talk about it, man. Oh, like, no, Mark like, would never say. No, it's that. all right. I don't care. I just, you know, I don't, I don't care that everyone thinks I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, if, like to do Jay Leno, you just do Mike Tyson with more of a lisp. Yeah, no, it's like my uh, go to Mike Tyson and then crank it up to eleven. Yeah, what did you fucking mean about? I'll rape you. What did he say to Mike Tyson? Say to that fucking reporter uh, that said, one time. Um, I'll like fuck you till you love me or I'll something. I'll fuck you till you love me. That's so good. It's like a male, like a adult man. Jesus like, Christ! Good God, <laughs> <laughs> that would take a lot of fucking. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> um, where were? Oh yeah. So backing up through Jay Leno to Cars to Top Care <laughs> to BBC all the way back to syndication. <laughs> so okay, I th- I've always thought you know I've had this argument with people about British TV versus American TV. And a lot of people say that British TV has better quality because they have the taste to leave things alone at six to eight episodes. And I mm-hmm. don't agree with that at I, all. Premise alone, okay. I don't think they have better quality. So, yeah, so, yeah. It goes out the window for me there. That's the thing. I think that there's actually a... Um, I thought The Office did it well, but there's a British aesthetic that I actually don't like a lot. And I've watched like a bunch... Of, there's like the show Utopia... Mm-hmm. And the show Killing Eve, which is a good show, and they're both good shows, but there's a weird like static way that they film stuff, and obviously the office didn't do that, right? Um, I know what you mean, though. Not a the lot of look depth, not a lot of color. Everything's kind of washed out. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a lot. And they of do bad like weird CGI. They do like weird framing, like. No, it's you're right. That this is what throws me off the most. I know that it they doesn't have a, look cinematic. They have very good writing. On like there's shows. like good British film directors, like and there's DPs. Great, there's great film directors, but I, I still I wonder if that goes back to like the funding aspect of it. It might, and I think it, it very well may. It may be like the quality of camera they use, and like the way that their whole and the amount of time, like technology setup, is at the BBC. Which th- I know this sounds crazy, and maybe it is, but like yeah, we could I be completely totally agree. Yeah, but, like, but I agree. I see a different look to British TV. Yeah, stuff I've watched, and it looks cheap to me, and it looks gray. It looks gray. It looks cheap, and it looks like it's all on video. Which, maybe there's just no sunshine there. <laughs> that could very well be it. The only one I've ever thought was shot beautifully was Top Gear. Yeah, Top Gear. But Black Mirror, everyone loves Black Mirror. Yeah, the writing is interesting. It looks like crap. Mm-hmm. Looks like yeah, a it's weird. piece of shit show. Yeah. I wouldn't wipe my ass with Black Mirror. <laughs> That's right. Tweet at me, you little fucking asshole. Everyone is so <laughs> caught up on that. But I, I always point to The Office because I'm like, oh, you think that like just because a show has 100 episodes, it's bad and like Americans are just out for a money grab? Well, that's probably true about the money part. But also, if the show's still good, why stop making it? Yeah. What's the problem? If yeah. you like, if you're really a talented writing staff, you can pump out a hundred of these bad boys. Yeah, and it's funny with The Office. Like, I, um, on my most recent watch through, which actually wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, I run into this problem where it's like I don't know what to watch. All there's too many new shows where I'm just like, I'm just gonna watch something I've seen before. Yeah. Um, and it kind of dropped off in like quality towards the end of Steve Carell's run on there. Oh, for sure. Like season seven, like season six and seven started feeling like pretty like I've seen these kind of like skits before or bits or whatever. Yeah. Or premises. And then weirdly, I thought it got like kind of good again after he left. Interesting. Like they found a new groove. Well, they found what's his name? Um, 
oh fuck i'm forgetting the guy who replaced uh steve carell as the boss oh who he, was that he's from uh he always plays like a pervert <laughs> he was in that movie he was in that movie crash where people like get into car crashes oh god and fuck their like yeah that one what's that director's name not that oh uh, that's david cronenberg but yeah um, fucking weirdo Hold on, Sean Vamp, while I look up this guy's name. All right, guys. <clears throat> the Office. So I was looking at the ratings for all, what is it, nine seasons or something. And this thing was a powerhouse the entire way through until the very last season. It went from like, you know, 11 million the first season all the way down to 4 million the last season. Yeah. But the second to last season was still like 7.5 million. So they kept it strong no, for years four million like you and, die for those numbers or you kill for those numbers. oh yeah and nowadays no one gets four million yeah. you so gotta be the super bowl uh, james spader oh that and wait he, he came in yeah he came in as the boss and Whoa. his like um and he's like this complete like player psycho pimp like <laughs> but he fun. is james spader so of how course. did james spader land that role that's i amazing. don't know but he's talking on the phone to somebody and they're and he's like, how dare you speak to me like that? I'm the fucking Lizard King. <laughs> <laughs> I like James Spader. You yeah, know, he's I, good. I actually just found out who James Spader is about four months ago. How'd you find him out? Well, I've known about him my whole life. I just never knew that that was James Spader. Uh, he's well, one I of those guys. He's been around forever. For some reason, we were watching Stargate. Oh, yeah. He's in, in the and movie. And I was like, yeah. saw the name James Spader. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy from Stargate's James yeah. Spader? And then the real bomb hit where um, Lauren like, was a like, sex symbol? that's the guy from the the Blacklist or whatever, oh, that yeah. show. And all of a sudden, I saw this fat old man with his cute little nose <laughs> and his bald head. And I like watched him all the way back to Stargate where he's a cute little boy with long blonde hair. And, and I was like, I know he holy was... fuck, that's James Spader? Like, that's the guy? It's funny because that was like his sex symbol days when he was yeah. in Stargate. And now I'm hearing this and I'm like, dude, this guy's been all over the place and somehow I've missed him. It's like every time I turn around, Spader's behind me and then I look and he's gone. Um, but he played like... Shadow of a Spader. Here he is in... Uh... <laughs> that's a good picture. His name's Robert me. California in <laughs> the office. fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Robert California. Yeah, look at him there. Oh, my God. You know, we can do a quick hog measure, and you know James Spader's got a big old hog. <laughs> you want to measure his hog? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Well, 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 buckaroo. Looks like you just wandered into the wrong woods. Zach, stupid. <laughs> oh, fuck. Look like he got a big hog in his pants. Stupid guy. Big That's right, Skeeter. <laughs> hey there, fella. What kind of hog you got in your there pants? Stupid's got a big That's right, Skeeter. Can we see it, boss? Yeah, we're gonna see it, see it all right, Skeeter. He looked like he got a big hog in his pants. That's right, Skeeter. Get them britches down! <laughs> <laughs> Zachary F. F. 
wait. Dude, what? Did we find the out fuck? that his middle initial is F? <laughs> well, wait, was that a clue in there? Yeah. <laughs> said his full name. Zachary, Zachary F. F. Stupid. Why is he picking on us today? Oh, my God. What is the goal here? Is he trying to drive listeners to his SoundCloud? What a little sneak. What a little stoofy boy. Okay, oh. so I guess... Sadly, we walked into the trap of measuring James Spade's dog. <laughs> the oldest trap in Hollywood. I know, and you know, I feel like he's the only guy with that power where you're like, you talk about him and then immediately you're like, how big do you think that is? <laughs> he definitely has that. Look at what a silver fox he's turning. So my, Mike has pulled up a picture now of James Spader that's different than the one we were just looking yeah, at. Yeah, this is him still as Robert California, <clears throat> man, who he's... just like moves to Scranton, Pennsylvania, and is like the big fish in a little <laughs> pond kind of thing. Yeah, he's got Ray Bans, beautiful hair, older man, definitely like a little on the heavy side, but he's somehow a, like he's a PWD. You want to fucking yeah, he's a PWD perfect white dad <laughs> that was coined by my girlfriend about the dad from home alone <laughs> what does it say when your girlfriend's fantasy man is the bloated dad from home alone it's it's like i don't have to worry about anything in my life <laughs> she will stay with me You're like you know what i will have this garlic knot <laughs> yeah for like, sure. i'm fine i'm fine with this oh yeah the garlic knot yeah <laughs> we've talked about him before yeah. out there faring the seas of garlic yeah he's trying to Dip into that cheese-filled moon. <laughs> <laughs> so Perfect White Dad, uh, PWDs, basically means probably 45 and up, I would say. Yeah, 45 to maybe 65. Yeah, body mass index of 22% or more. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, bigger. Um, you, can't, you can't be too attractive. No, you can't be too attractive. You can't be like Rob Lowe. You have to have a certain confidence, like... You have to have a little roundness to your face. You look like if your college kid got in a car accident, you could pay for it. Yeah. Like, oh, for no sure. No problem. Yeah. Like you, then you're the gonna... PWD isn't just like the physical appearance. No, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a deep, deep Total vibe. vibe. Like you don't, you not every you know heavy set white man in his forties is a PWD. No, don't. And Far don't from it. Think you are, yeah. sir. Far from it. To be a PWD, you have to have a certain. Guys, that's my Shih Tzu. Um, as usual. He's getting a little excited. He is. I think he saw us laughing about Zach Stufus. Archie, do you want to be part of the podcast? Archie, you can be part of the podcast, but you can't move, wag your tail, look at us. Use cans or a microphone. He's kind of looking at me like he's thinking this over. His tail is wagging. He's close to disagreeing. Well, there's a little bit of protesting going on here. Hmm. Uh, so where were we? PWDs. You think you'll be a PWD? Uh, I don't think so. I'm too bearded to be a PWD. Yeah. I think there's a shaved look that you need. Yeah, you have have to have like a shaved pasty face with a little bit of a turkey gobbler. I can also never see me having like the roundish face, the body type, or... No the financial security to get my <laughs> kid out of a car accident. You're a couple check marks away from the PWD status. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with that, though. That's why I live vicariously through them with my girlfriend. <laughs> That's we why just... we watch Home Alone so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's Christmas in July. It's Christmas. We're, you want to watch PWD 1 or 2? <laughs> PWD lost in New York. PWD. <laughs> Anyway, so so we are supposed to be measuring a hog, and we're looking at James Spader here, looking just like the most confident middle-aged man I've ever seen. Yeah. 
I'm there, guessing he's swinging. There's hog. no way this guy's not swinging a big old baseball bat, Dick. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's Look no at way. that face. I know. <laughs> Look at that face. Either that, or he's got a perfect like four inch background. <laughs> he just and well maybe he's doesn't just, care. He's great at pillow talk. He might be great at pillow talk. He could be both. Sometimes guys with a lot of confidence can like magician fool someone into thinking their dick's big, even when you're looking at the dick. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, like he's hypnotizing. He's so convinced. He like glamored you like in it's true like blood. How, yeah, it's like how OJ thinks he didn't kill his wife. Yeah, he glamored himself into thinking. Yeah, that. like he is so he's talked himself into this so hard that he believes it, even though all evidence flies in the face of it being true. Mm. Like OJ does think he's innocent. Yeah, he does. And James Spader definitely thinks he has a big dick. Oh, going to OJ, do you think um, a lot of this could be blamed on CTE? Um, oh, yeah, I've heard of this talk before. Um, maybe. So, guys, CTE is basically, you know, it's when football players smack their heads against each other for 15 yeah. years and come out fucking totally upset. different people. Yeah, depressed, yeah. upset, prone to violence, depressed, you know. All kinds of weird stuff can develop from it. Because yeah. there was that guy, I think Junior Seau was the uh, football player who um, he was super depressed and found himself getting angry all the time. And he killed himself, but he shot himself in the chest with his gun in his car. And he left a note saying, check my brain out afterwards. Like, yeah, he knew something was wrong with him. Yeah, he could tell he was different. And that's like the same guy, not the same thing because of CTE, but the guy, the clock tower in Texas. In Austin, yeah. He, it, uh, the hell's that guy's name? Charles something. Lin Ray, some yeah. triple name. I guess it doesn't really matter, but yeah, shot a bunch of people from a clock tower and left a note like, Check something's my brain wrong out. with my brain hole. And he had a big tumor in there. You guys need to look in my brain hole. It yeah. doesn't feel normal. And they're like, oh, there's an enormous tumor in your frontal lobe. Yeah, pressing up against the thing that says, don't shoot. Yeah. Isn't that weird that the brain is literally, uh, like, such a magical organ that you can just, like, smack it with a couple things and suddenly you might want to... Are we talking about James Spader's dick again? <laughs> yeah. It's just a like, magical just, organ you can smack You could open up with. someone's skull and just tap James Spader's big bulbous dickhead on someone's frontal lobe, and, and then, then they would, like, want to go kill somebody. Yeah. I believe that. Weird. I'd want to kill someone if he did that to me. What do you make of all this football stuff, like, for kids where people are talking about, like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't let kids fucking do this crazy shit yeah they probably shouldn't and the thing is it's not just smacking heads it's the whiplash of just hitting bodies too oh yeah like when you get stopped full force your head whips back it's not just like yeah you don't have to be headbutting each other like like mountain goats yeah no that's i don't know you know what's interesting is when you hear people get mad about that talk you just want to grab them and shake them and be like what's so important about football yeah to you like it's kind of it's a goddamn game kind of the worst one it is the worst sport it's the dumbest sport and its fans are the dumbest fattest most bloated idiots this country has to offer up fuck all of you they all think they're pwds too yeah fuck football oh my god what a bore um while we're here sean in the in the hog zone Mm -hmm. we still got to measure steve carell and steve (laughs) merchant's hogs that's true all right uh let's apply the rules to these guys okay you want to go first let's start with merchant i guess I think Merchant's got a big, he is good six, old-fashioned seven. English gentleman's penis. Yeah, he's definitely uncut, uncut for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Just like the British office, uncut. I think he's a big old lanky drink of water. He's a, just kind of a nerd with big pointy features. And, you know, we've gone over it a million times. Guys, 
So it's my checklist for a hog swinger. I think he's um, got a long, skinny hog. Yeah, I don't see it being girthy. Yeah, it's no James Spade or But it's long. That. I bet you if you watched him like disrobe for a shower, you'd be like, hmm. Huh. This guy's got like a long carrot dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a big old swinging like scarecrow dick. <laughs> What's he a mer- merchant of? Carrots? Yeah, the merchant of parsnip. <laughs> Just a big pale parsnip weenus. Um, yeah, I think that he's probably got definitely like a long soft hanger too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of porn stars that had sex with John Holmes back in the day said that his penis was big. But it was very soft. It looked soft. I've seen some videos. Yeah. I mean, he's a little before my time, but I have seen his penis. And yeah, it looks like... Um, I break out my uh, eight millimeter reels to watch yeah. his porn. Oh, yeah. With the kids. Yeah, with like, my you wanna children. You want to see what porn used to look like, kids? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird, though? They're like, I guess it's just like the blood flow isn't the same when you got a... Well, when you're doing a ton of drugs, first of all. Yeah. And then you got a big soft penis like that. Yeah. I wonder if that's Stephen Merchant's penis. Maybe. Could be. Well, what about Carell? Carell, um, <clears throat> he strikes me as, like, too humble to have a big dick. Yeah, and I'm just not seeing it, like, with the body type either. Yeah. He looks like... He's an average, uh, like, white ribbon hog. Yeah. He He's could... not getting a blue ribbon. No. He could be, like, a thanks for competing ribbon. Mm-hmm. But there's just no – like there's some guys who you just look at them and you're like, there's no way you have a big dick. I don't think it's small. No, I'm not getting that small. read. Yeah. I just think he's got not not even the dick next door, like the gross dick from the high school gym uh, shower room. That's what you think he has? Yeah. Like <laughs> you just, you're caught up on his hair big time. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I'm totally caught up on his hair. Him and Steve Aoki have the same bush action. Oh, on. yeah. Like they're bushy boys. They got grundles that are just <laughs> filled with springy fur. <laughs> um, I just don't – yeah, there's just not – his dick's probably – like look at his face. It's a little knobby and weird looking, mm-hmm. kind of like always looks greasy. I feel like his dick's probably kind of a nasty dick. <laughs> That's my that's my feeling. That's my reading. I'm my gut to feeling. It. Yeah, like if I had to put on a blindfold and let one member of the office cast put their penis in my mouth, I would be probably praying it wasn't him. What about Dwight? <laughs> probably not as bad it. as you think. Yeah, it's probably okay. I yeah, mean, his is all costume work that makes him look that way. Yeah, I mean, no matter how you cut it, I'm not excited for any of these guys to be putting a dick in my <laughs> mouth. But like, some dicks are grosser than others. Like Dwight. Seems like he might have a clean he keep it clean down there, you know? Keep it clean, Dwight. Okay, Sean, I'm gonna um <laughs> I'm gonna play for you to show you how much of a fan I am of the office. Mm-hmm. I my ringtone is Michael Scott's ringtone oh, in my. the show. So here, let's hear it. <laughs> I think it's like my humps or something. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's funny, I never have my f- phone. Um, that is pretty good. I never have my ringer on, but whenever it comes, like when I'm plugged into my car and someone calls me, yeah, I just like let it play for a really long time so I can listen to it. <laughs> and I love Michael Scott's such a dork that, like, that's his ringtone. He's like, probably like cool people. My like, humps. Girls will like this if yeah. I have it. Girls will love it. You know what's fun is I did uh, with a couple of my friends, Dash and Ethan and Kenny, one night. <clears throat> you can have like a garage band app on your phone and hmm. basically just like make your own song and then you can make that song a ringtone. 
So with each oh, one of funny. them, like we made a custom song, and then I had them like sing their ringtone, their personalized ringtone. Oh, to me. so when they call you, it comes up like that. Yeah, it's I p- want mine to be the Zach Stufus thing now. When you call me, <laughs> Zach Stufus, <laughs> we can arrange that. Yeah. We could totally do that. How much um, money? Let's talk. Oh, like, yeah. We've talked Let's hog now. I feel like this is this is a great thing to put right after hog talk. Uh, Steven Merchant versus Steve Carell, and then I want to do an alternate version of Spader versus Gervais. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, Ricky Gervais has way more money than James Spader. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But let's keep it simple. Let's do okay. Carell versus Merchant. <sighs> so, Steven Merchant created The Office. Mm-hmm. We've kind of discussed, he probably got not a lot of money from the British office. They Public might've, TV money. They yeah. might have done some good DVD sales, though. Oh, they probably that was, did. That was like during the day when that's the only way you could watch it was in America was point. to buy DVDs. I had the DVDs of those. And I have to wonder when that show went overseas. I mean, again, it's only 12 episodes of TV. Like, it's not – there's I no know. way you're making yeah. a fortune on that. There's no way. No. Okay. But he's executive producer on the American office – so he's probably getting a ton of money from that. Yeah. But I would say Steve Carell doesn't get creator rights on the American office, but I think he's an executive producer and the star of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 140 episodes or whatever. That's... So he's getting acting money on top of executive producer. It's amazing. Or maybe he's like co-producer. I don't know how it works. But he's also in Evan Almighty, the forty-year-old virgin. virgin. Some other big something about a maybe. date at the end of the world. I think. Oh yeah, that made a ton of money. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like a movie I would have seen with my girlfriend in two thousand and six. Yeah. And um, like, and like hated it. I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Steve Carell has more money. Because the thing is, I don't know if he made more from The Office than Stephen Merchant did. Like, you got to think. The, hey, I'm trying to think. It's it like, think yeah. about, think about like Friends. Mm-hmm. Or um, since I don't know the guy who created Friends name, let's do Two and a Half Men. Who's making more money on that? Chuck Lorre or. I think you mean Chaim Levine. Is that his real name? <laughs> That's what Charlie Sheen like slandered him as. Oh, but then he was like, <clears throat> when he was okay, Charlie. Well, he's like Charlie Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> you know not to use that name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who's making more money on that? Chuck Lorre or Charlie Sheen? Char- Charlie Sheen's what making. An interesting question. Two mil an episode, but is he making that? Like, Chuck Lorre's is he making two mil an episode also, or is See, his money all back end? So. I shit? think it's all back end. Like, I think it's different. So I guess it depends on the syndication and like where that show runs afterwards. Because I bet when the when the Office wrapped, Steve Carell probably had more money. But now with the DVD <coughs> right, sales and I'm the thinking. international syndication stuff and rights and blah blah blah, Stephen Merchant might have smoked him on that. Yeah, that's like what I, that's kind of what I'm cuz it's like being I mean dude, when you're an executive producer of one of the biggest network sitcoms of all time with 180 episodes and like and Steve Carell's not making he's probably making a lot of money. 
like maybe 400 grand an episode or something, which is a ton when you do 22 a year. That's an enormous but amount of money. he's not making a million an episode. No. That's too big of a cast and like there's too much like there's too production much to go budget around. to go around. Too much to go around. Yeah. That's too much money for him. Um, I'm still going to say hmm. Steve Carell though because of the mo- because of the movies. Well, that's the thing is Carell. And, oh, Carell's a- also in Despicable Me. Oh, he has more money. Yeah. He has more money. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get an, attached to a Pixar franchise and you're the star of that franchise. Like you're getting commercial. Forget it, Office. Yeah. Forget it. He might be even getting, I don't know if he gets like toy rights, but like if his voice is in it. He very well may. Or if there's a video game of it. Well, he's know? probably reading uh, lines at the Despicable Me ride. Yeah. Here in an Orlando. I mean. Yeah. That just opens you up into this huge empire of franchise men and. Yeah, like you said, toys, yeah. rides, Happy Meals, everything. The Office is great, but um, I mean, look, both the guys are rich, but I think Steve Carell's probably richer. All right, shall we take a look? Let's figure it out. I, who do you want to do first, Merchant? Well, I've already looked at them, so why oh, don't okay. you take a guess? Okay, so I'm going to guess Steve Carell has a net worth of $75 million. Okay. And I'm going to guess Stephen Merchant has a net worth... Oh man, this is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him close. I'm gonna say Stephen Merchant has a net worth of fifty million dollars. Okay, so according to the infallible CelebrityNetWorth.com, <laughs> always correct for sure. Steve Carell has fifty million, and yeah. Stephen Merchant has thirty. Okay, well look, my ratio your ratio is right on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, I didn't want to get sucked into the hundred million dollar talk with these guys. Yeah. It just seems like too much. No one makes that money anymore. And all of these guys always say whatever it says on those websites is totally fucking wrong. Like it's way too much. Yeah, way too much. Yeah, I'm sure they don't have that much money because these guys also like are they taking into account like their publicists yeah. <laughs> and I, their managers that's and their the thing agents? Is all these people take big percentages of these guys' cash. Yeah, like if he got ten million, say whatever he didn't, but ten million dollars for Despicable Me, mm-hmm. he's taking home three. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and that's and these guys also signed crazy deals where, like, you know, the merchant probably gave away rights for the first two or three seasons at X amount. Yeah, and only got to renegotiate after like three seasons. That's like I'm sure. Yeah, because I think actors like now they do a crazy thing where you're not allowed to renegotiate until season seven or something like that. Yeah, like people get taken for a ride now. Yeah, they sign long contracts, and so even though it's like, dude, he made three Despicable Me movies, it's like they probably got him on movie one. Yeah, and he did the other two almost for free, maybe for like a million a piece. Yeah, but there's like, oh, it's a twenty million dollar contract. Okay, the agents took fifteen. Yeah. And then he probably made five to seven for all three movies. Yeah. And, and Stephen Merchant, everything he does, Ricky Gervais beats him up and takes 70% of everything. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Merchant is definitely tied to his like older brother, yeah. Ricky Gervais. Did you ever watch um, Stephen Merchant's show? Oh, Hello, Hello Ladies. Yeah. Hello, Ladies. I did see some of it. It was funny, but I, yeah, I don't I think that it. guy can carry a. Uh, I know. It's tough because I, I love Stephen Merchant's yeah, writing. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's a fucking awesome writer, and I love their podcast. I think he's a very funny, like, mm-hmm. talker. Yeah. But for some reason, I just don't like watching him act. Yeah, there was one funny gag in there that they did a few times where, um, because did we, Stephen Merchant's six foot seven, and he's he's super Insane. tall and lanky. Um, but in Hello Ladies, they would do this gag where he would, like, step over things to go talk to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he was at a wedding, and he, like, 
saw a girl he wanted to talk to and he stepped over like four rows of like white fold out chairs <laughs> with his big like slender man legs yeah but then like again later he's going up to someone's house and he like st- like steps over their hedge and yeah front. i saw that like that's the one i saw it's such a funny like, it's a weird thing it's a pretty funny idea yeah he's like i'm tall maybe the gag is i'm always stepping over stuff <laughs> yeah that's yeah, it's it. like fine sure uh i like ricky gervais's description of stephen merchant like he said to him on the podcast, I think he's like, you look like a fucking lizard who's being electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, on the office, his name was the Og monster. <laughs> They're like, Oh look, it's the Og monster. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Og part of that? I don't know. Like what his Og name means. or something. Yeah. I think it, yeah, his last name was like, uh, like Ogwald or some shit. That's pretty fucking funny. He's just yeah. a big old weirdo. He's just a big goof. Glad I'm not that tall. There's a sweet yeah, spot for boys. Tall. Like you got it. You don't want to be a short guy, but being a really tall guy also comes with its own share of problems. And you just get annoying people being like, "Do you play basketball?" Or like, "You're tall." Yeah, and it's like Stephen Merchant. Oh yeah, this English skinny, out of shape writer. Do you play basketball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, I no, don't. I don't I play basketball. Um, yeah, I knew a really tall guy. Actually, I guess I still technically know him, but I don't ever see him. <clears throat> like a really tall guy, like almost seven feet, I think. And yeah, everywhere he went, his life was hell because people were always just talking to him about how tall he was. And mm-hmm. then sometimes like at a bar, some guy would want to fight him. Oh, yeah, I've heard about Just because he's big, yeah. you know, and like it's aggressive like, people yeah. are just, you're a target, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it really sucked for him. You know that like 12 or 15% of everyone over seven feet is in the NBA? Wait, what's the percent? It's like 12% of people on earth. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Good for them. I mean, there's probably only 50 people who are over seven feet tall. So then, like, you know, it's rough, though. Six of them are in the NBA. Of all the things those guys should be doing, running all the time and jumping just seems bad for the joints and everything. Yeah. I saw this uh, article with Kobe Bryant right before he retired where he was describing how awful it is for him to get out of bed every day. He's like, yeah, like for the first 10 minutes of my every day, my ankles and feet feel like people are sticking hot pins into them mm-hmm. just because like i've jumped and come down with all my weight mm-hmm. on my joints they have like so c- many times yeah they have cte in their ankles yeah like his shit is just fucked fucked yeah and, and, like it, then it kind of warms up and goes away mm-hmm. but he's like yeah i'm a huge guy and all i do is jump and he's day I mean, in he's day big, out but it's funny because he's like steven merchant height yeah he's, like, he's like six, six five, five or, or something, something. Yeah. which is like you know, it's not even that tall. But then think about someone like Shaq, a career guy, jumping, running, fucking like dancing and all those icy hot commercials. Dancing, <laughs> yeah, being a genie, all the weird <laughs> shit he's done. When he played Scrabble that one time and we used the word Shactus. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a commercial? Yeah, it's an ESPN commercial. He's so funny. I like Shaq. Yeah, me too. I'm worried about him though. I feel like there's a dark side there because he's so awesome. He's almost like a Bill Cosby or something. Like, yeah, like he could be like a secret <sighs> drunk or something like that. Yeah, probably a secret like um, serial womanizer, I would guess. Oh, those poor women. How many women are willing to get hit by that? <laughs> That's got to be nar-nar. I mean, you could find other NBA players that aren't going to hurt you that bad. Yeah, that guy will just tear you up. Tear you up. That smile on his face makes me think all the rumors are true. Like, there's oh, no sure. way. That, that guy's hog is a f- It's not even a rumor with a guy like Shaq. Mm-mm. It's a Shaq fact. It's a Shaqtus. I do think that there's danger for him, though, in having, like, the Chris Rock inverse thing where it's, like, big background. I know. For that wiener makes the wiener look tiny, even though it's enormous. Like, and even, like, so when he's, like, <clears throat> 20 and in great shape, 
looks good. Yeah. But then it's like when you're seven two and now you're like a hundred and fifty pounds overweight <laughs> because you're just like a big fucking dude. Because you're a big boy. He's probably got like big old thighs. That guy's a fat ass now. I could probably fit in one of his pant legs. We don't want to tell him that. Yeah, you could for sure fit. You could like yeah. slide down his pant legs like, <laughs> while he's wearing them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, what kind of bed does that guy have? I mean, this is like this is like 2002 talk. Like people used to talk about Shaq like this all the time. We're like, so late on everything. I know. We're like, how big do you think a shoe size is? My ringtone is my humps. <laughs> <laughs> my humps. My hump. Who does that song? Is that Fergie? Know. Nicki Minaj? I feel like it's pre pre Nicki Minaj. Maybe. It sounds like a much older song. Yeah, probably. Doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? <laughs> um I want to talk about offices in general. Like we've all worked in them. They're weird. What's your favorite office you've ever worked at? Hmm. I mean it might have been when we worked together in uh on Alameda. Oh, yeah. When we worked on uh one of America's favorite talent shows. <laughs> it's got it. <laughs> yeah, it has talent. Um, that was a pretty fun office. It was a fun office. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess like that's a pretty good one because that's an office where we were the youngest people there. And uh, you just Yeah, we still had like hope. Don't give a fuck at that point. I mean yeah. like, yeah. It's a weird mixture when you're 21, 22 years old and you have like your first professional job in an office of yeah. like – I don't give a fuck, and also I'll probably never give this much of a fuck again. I know. Because I want to be promoted so bad and stop doing this crappy Mm low-end job. But it's like, how do I get promoted when I don't care? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, you realize you've been staring out the window for five hours thinking about this, (laughs) and your boss is like, Michael! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're, like, drooling on the window. (laughs) How do I, like, get promoted when I don't care? Can I have another Coke? Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah, that's the speaking of Coke, that's the job where like I once stayed up all night on Coke and then tried to go in the next day. <laughs> Didn't you ask one of the cleaning people for Coke? No. I thought you did. Oh, our mutual no, friend, a friend did. did. A friend, that's yeah, right. no. Yeah. I would never go to the yeah. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would not go to the, the El Salvadorian cleaning staff for Coke. <laughs> we worked a night shift on that show. Oh, it was brutal. So sometimes it was brutal, but like there was the the golden hour when everyone would leave. Mm-hmm. It would be fun for like an hour or two. Yeah. And then it would get really depressing because we were there super long. That's right. Yeah, it was a bummer. Mike and I would work from basically noon to about three in the morning, sometimes yeah. even later than that. And goddamn, it was the most boring job I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And the most thankless. Oh, I know. And uh, I couldn't fucking wait to get out of there. Man, that fucking sucked, actually. I'm not sure why we were, like, fetishizing. I think I just enjoyed it because, <laughs> like, we would, like, hang out and, like... Yeah, well, we didn't have... It, no one needed it. Like, there wasn't, like, a us. care in the world kind of thing. No one needed us for anything. Like, we were getting paid pretty good money for, like, young guys. Yeah, we were making all right cash for 22-year-olds and uh, hanging around, doing whatever 22-year-olds do. That mm-hmm. was back also when I smoked cigarettes. So I took a lot of cigarette breaks, which were so much fun. Go down there and just have a nice long yeah. cigarette session. I'd go down to the third floor to take a dump. Oh, I always went to a different floor. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's the best. Actually, this is a funny story. So there was a free book. Like there's a box of some guy's books about being a vegetarian that someone had on their desk. Uh, and I stole it at that job. 
And then one day I tried to sneak it in the bathroom to read it while I took a dump because I would take like hour long dumps on that job. I just <laughs> I was so bored. Yeah, I was so bored. And while I was in the stall, I noticed that there was a metal door on the walls, which goes to the pipes. You know, like if you look in public bathrooms, you'll right, actually always, see these. Yeah, things. there's like an access panel. Yeah, so like if something's wrong, like a maintenance guy can pop it open and get in there. Usually yeah. they're locked. This one was not locked. It just had a like you could. Um, it looked like it was locked. But if you just like rotated the little lock mechanism, like the your door fingernail would, or something. Yeah, with your fingernail or a cord or whatever, the door would open. So I started reading this book and pooping. And as like I just thought it was funny, I put the book in the wall. Yeah, on that the was pipes. your little private library. Yeah, and then I closed the door and like locked it again with just like my finger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is awesome. And so for the next two months, every day I would go in there and poop for like 30 minutes and I would pull the book out of the You'd wall. You'd be pooping out your all meat diet yeah. while reading yeah, the, exactly. the book of vegetarian. Diet. Yeah. And I like became a vegetarian for like a couple months there. Yeah. So I was like reading this book about it and I was like, huh, my poop is kind of like tough to push out sometimes. <laughs> like, maybe I should just eat more kale. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to eat more of St- Stephen Merchant's carrot dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let him, parsnip down my throat a little bit um yeah that's the kind of stuff that only happens in an office yeah it's true i wouldn't have to hide a book in my bathroom here no you just put it on top of the turlet yeah just lay it in the turlet (laughs) my i kind of want like one of those access panels in my bathroom to hide stuff in yeah hiding things is fun as fuck let's put it this way like having (laughs) like if you can squirrel something away somewhere that no one knows about it is such a fun little secret (laughs) it doesn't even matter what it is it could be a book Oh, yeah. Are you hiding anything right now? Yeah. I can't tell you what I it is, can't tell what it, is it, um <laughs> Is it like a fun thing that only you know about, or is it like, yeah. a, like a naughty secret you need to get rid of? No. The, there is like one naughty secret I have that I need to get rid of. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and like you can't talk about that here? No. I mean, it would get me arrested if someone ever found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. And it's it's still out there? Like it's not taken care of? No. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, is this recent? Is this a recent? No, season? it's from so long ago. Whoa! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I'll tell you what it is off air. Oh, it's, it's not a big deal, but like, yeah. okay, interesting. It's just like one of those things where, like, if cops raided my house looking for drugs and then found this instead, I'd get in way more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, oh, this is like real bad that you have this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any naughty secrets. I mean, I have – this isn't very naughty, but I have like a, a secret place where I keep a bunch of prescription medication people give me. Oh, that's fun. Because every time I meet someone who's on some interesting pills, I'm like, can I have some? Yeah, see, my – Nine times out of ten, they'll say yes, kids. Yeah, they you will. You can get a good stash going. I have a friend who got in a car accident two years ago who just keeps getting given a, amazing amounts of pills that mm. they should just stop giving him. And he should stop taking if well, you're listening. Well, luckily, he's giving them to me. Oh, great. Well, never mind. Keep but I have, a secret, I have a secret hiding place for those, <clears throat> and I will tell you where it is, and it's my <laughs> mouth and then my stomach. <laughs> and then the toilet. The toilet. <laughs> the toilet. Shortly thereafter. Yeah. And then my kidney stone-ridden <laughs> organs. <laughs> right. That's where you keep the little bits. <laughs> yeah, never been a huge pill guy, but I do have a stash of them for just whenever. Yeah, me either. Like, it's I funny. Just, that's why I feel fine taking them from him because I'm like, eh, I'll take these. Like, I'll take them when I take them. I'll take them when I take. Like, I have a bunch of Xanax, and it's been there for like two years. Like, it yeah. sounds bad saying like I have a pill stash, but guys, I only have a stash because I'm not taking them. <laughs> I was given a bunch of somas, and it's like, oh, those are good. Those are fun. They're fun for like, ooh, you're sore. Time to go to sleep. Yeah, but that's kind of it. They're not like a fun drug. 
Yeah, all it's those drugs put me drug. to bed. And yeah. you know what they've all been replaced by is like a CBD edible for me. I know, yeah. I have a CBD like, pen. I just smoke that. Like. Hit that. You're good. I feel just as good. And like it's not as um, – I don't feel like I'm going to become Heath Ledger. Oh, you know, no, yeah. If I'm like, oh, I took a whole Xanax and I'm like really sinking into this couch and like I might not wake up from this. No, it's funny. I've always kind of been afraid of pills. They're scary as fuck. And like they're the reason that we have an epidemic of drug of like barbiturate and opioid abuse mm. in this country. Because people get prescribed shit that's like you get addicted to and then they're like, All right, your prescription's over. Yeah, and they're like, What? And you're like, wait, no more? And they're like, You're you're done now. But But then, just so you know, there's a much cheaper, more powerful version you can buy on the street. Yeah, like you can go talk to my buddy Angel down in MacArthur Park and he'll hook you up with some really dirty tar heroin and you'll feel pretty much the same. And it's also like way cheaper than this. Why don't you just go do that? Yeah, it hits you faster, hits yeah. you harder. Hits you faster, hits you harder. It lets you enter the circle of like cool rock hits guys you faster, like Anthony Kiedis. Hits you harder, make you sell it, you're darter. Oh, dude, speaking of rockin' and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think we got to talk about that concert we saw. Oh, that was amazing. Dude, guys, Mike and I saw the best concert we've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, we're going to plug a band right now. Plug them right in their little fucking well, we should first Well, we should first plug our friend's band. Who we came there to see. <laughs> Who we went there originally. To see. Mini Mansions. Mm-hmm. Great band. Awesome band. Hard as fuck. They it killed was it. Great. Yeah, those guys are fucking awesome. It's a bunch of uh, super accomplished musicians who have been in other very famous bands. And they play like good, hard, like melodic, catchy rock. Yeah. And it's like heavy and fun. And beautiful. Like they yeah. have some like interesting, um, really like tonally different. Yeah. It's not all. Fucking doesn't sound like Slayer, and it doesn't sound well, like it's not, Coldplay. And it's, it's also like, not like chorus, verse, bridge, right. chorus, it's, verse kind of songs. Like, yeah, it's very interesting, and it's a songwriter's yeah. band. So go check out Mini Mansions. And with them, we saw something I don't think either of us expected to ever run into. I know. Which was a very confusing act that we at first thought was... Just didn't really know. I thought it was yeah, going to be kind was, of like a, a hipstery kind of like... 70s classic rock band or something like that yeah they looked like maybe they were posing yeah as and i a, don't think as they an are. act like a school of rock type act sure, where it's like, like oh, they this were... guy's got pill bottoms and long hair okay yeah they could they could almost look like someone like designed them to be that way yes like they're under a record label and they're like you're gonna be the lead guy so that mm-hmm. means you have long cool hair and mm-hmm. you're going to be the other one, and you're a little, like, dress a little funky. Yeah, and one of them is, like, putting on what I have to think is an act as the most flamboyant twink ever. I don't he think comes, it's an act. You think he might be a little flamboyant gay guy? Yeah. I just don't know, because everything about... Okay, so guys, the band is the Lemon Twigs. They are so good. They look ridiculous when they come out, and you can't tell what's fact or fiction with them. Like, is he really a twink who's sticking his little butt out, begging to get effed? Is this guy really walking around town dressed as a 70s, like, Almond Brother guitarist? Mm-hmm. We will never know. But what I do know is that what looked like a joke quickly became the most profound musical experience Sean of I my life. had so much fun at this show. These guys killed it. And every, like, every, like, song, we were like, this is great. And then they followed, followed it up with something that was so much better and more fun and interesting. And they would change mm-hmm. their time signature. And they can sing like crazy, and they shred on guitar. It was so well-composed and interesting, and so, uh, like, you feel like you've heard it all with classic rock kind of stuff. You feel like you've heard it all. These guys, classic instrumentation setup, bass, guitars, the keyboard, drums, 
did amazing new shit you've never heard before. Yeah. And it was written so well. It was almost written as well as like a, uh, fuck, what's that guy's name? It'll come to me. Uh, it was just phenomenal. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a standard rock band, like Foreigner. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't sound like that. It sounded more like Queen or something. Yeah. They. I mean, you can tell they have like a bunch of, uh, you can like kind of pick their influences. Mm-hmm. But they kind of, they made it all their own. They, they weren't ripping anyone off. No, I think there was nods and love to a lot of different older music. Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of there's like a lot of kinks in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I looked it up. I was like, "What is this called?" And it's like they call it Baroque rock, which makes a lot makes of sense. a lot of sense. Yeah, because it is like super flamboyant. Yeah, it's Baroque. It's the ultimate like garnishes upon garnishes yeah. upon garnishes of like. Yeah trills and multiple harmonies and well like, sean i have good news for you what's that tomorrow tickets go on sale for the lemon twigs what at the el rey theater oh we're going in los angeles in february we're going we're yeah. there totally there yeah guys 25 dollars, everyone you should buy tickets. tickets too and beware we will have already bought ours and we will be there in our we need to talk about stufus <laughs> tv t-shirts Stoofus. and <laughs> That's how you can find us. Yes. We will actually be um, <coughs> outside the El Rey in a merch booth. You know, like when you go to the county fair and K-Rock is there playing <laughs> like fucking shitty music and they're like, anyone want a sticker? Yeah. No, I don't have nope. enough 311 stickers. We're <laughs> yeah. fine. We're good here. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing the shit out of that. Anyway, guys, check out the Lemon Twigs. So rarely do we actually come on here and plug something that we like in real life. More of the time we're crapping on people named Steven or... Or... Talking Jer- about jerking them off, yeah, <laughs> jerking them off, giving them way too much praise. We're just talking about dicks, butts, <laughs> twigs. Yeah, twigs. We twig. do all this. Um, um, Sean, should we play a game? Let's play a game. I okay. think I know exactly what game this is. This is a little game we like to call. <laughs> Stufus, you there, buddy? <laughs> I know. What's going on? It's paging, almost, paging DJ Stufus. It's almost as though Zach Stufus didn't have enough time today to <laughs> <laughs> go through every single jingle. That's like just picked his favorite. Oh, it's almost like Santa couldn't <laughs> afford you a PlayStation Four. Oh, looks like Zach Stufus got tired of doing his thing. Oh, it looks like maybe you're too old for the Stufus Fairy to visit you in the middle <laughs> the of the Stoofus night. Fairy. Did the Stufus Fairy come? I got a loose Stufus. Did you get any Stuf? Yeah, loose Stufus. <laughs> Can't tell if you're going for loose tooth or loose, or loose stool. stool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you be the judge. Which one would you rather have? Well, at this age, a loose stool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get paid for a loose stool. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right okay here's the game steve's of the office did i do that i'm gonna give sean only four options because dj stufus didn't have time to do more <laughs> of things that either steve merchant or steve carell did or didn't do and sean has to guess which one is true mm-hmm. number one. Oh wait we didn't really talk <laughs> no we just didn't talk to the viewers or listeners about carl pilkington Oh, yeah. God, this is... It's tough and, when we do these mishmash I know. episodes. Whatever. Okay. This is just for Sean. Carl Pilkington... God damn it. Carl Pilkington canceled filming the Iraq episode of An Idiot, An Idiot Abroad after Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais hired actors to break into Carl's hotel room pretending to be Al-Qaeda. <laughs> wow. Number two. 
The 40-year-old virgin was shut down by Paramount after the dailies made Stephen Carell look too much like a pervert. Wait, say that one again? The 40-year-old virgin was shut down by Paramount after the dailies made Steve Carell look too much like a pervert. Interesting. Okay, wow. Number three. Steve Carell was forced to get minor reconstructive surgery after long hours in his foxcatcher nose prosthetic melded to his face and could only be removed with some light scalpel work. Oh my goodness. Number four. And the final. Did I do that? Producers requested Stephen Merchant not star in the show he created, Hello Ladies, after test screenings showed viewers found him, quote, not sexy and, quote, undateable. Oh, these are really good. This all seems very grounded in reality, <laughs> unlike mine, which yeah. are always super zany, and then I have to find one that's just as zany as that. I think I'm finally 30 episodes in cracking yeah, the code. finding your groove here, because I feel like all these, well, they are a little nutty, any of them could have happened. Like, I could see Steve Carell needing to have a uh, nose prosthetic peeled off with a knife and get nicked, and that's his <laughs> moneymaker. It's like, well, now he's got to have prosthetic surgery. Prosthetic. Um, hello, ladies. Like, that seems like a story Stephen Merchant would tell. Like, the funny part is I wrote this show about how I'm undateable, and then when we showed it to test audiences, they fucking saw they could say it was what a gross, undateable guy I am. Like, <laughs> Why is he leaping over hedges at women? <laughs> yeah, like, it seems like a story he would tell, so I, I could see that. Um, the one that really struck me as almost too normal to be true. Oh, wait, that's the wrong way to say it. This one seems like it's it because it doesn't seem like it would come from Mike's imagination. It was number two. Can you read that for me? The 40-year-old virgin was shut down by Paramount after the dailies made Steve Carell look too much like a pervert. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I almost want to believe it. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What's going on here, people? This is too far. All right, and just for formality's sake, can you read the first one again? Carl Pilkington canceled filming the Iraq episode of An Idiot Abroad after Steve Merchant and Ricky Gervais hired actors to break into Carl's hotel room pretending to be Al-Qaeda. All right, I love that one. <laughs> but I think I'm going to say no to that because that show focuses more on Carl's reaction to normal things okay like i feel like that's almost a sasha baron cohen stunt where like carl doesn't need to have al-qaeda break into his room to want to leave iraq like <laughs> all he all he has to do is go like, there eat the food and just have a normal nice time and yeah. he's gonna hate it yeah um all right i think we're two number three number four i'm gonna go out on a limb and say steve carell was too much of a pervert and they stopped production sean you're right Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, so the story wow. is... I kind of thought that was a dark horse a huh. little bit. Yeah, so the story is that they filmed like for a week, and Paramount called Judd Apatow and was like, okay, we've been watching this, and um, we need to have a meeting with you guys right now. <laughs> and Judd Apatow and Steve Carell go down, and they're all the dailies, it was all kind of like B-roll stuff mm -hmm. of just steve carell like in a weird wind uh members only jacket riding a bike around town like riding <laughs> his weird bike like looking at women weird and oh, like boy. looking at like bus advertisements of like sexy ladies <laughs> there was like no context or story going on that they had filmed yet so it's just like him looking like 
a total like creepazoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. And they were like, what so is they this shut movie? it down for a week or two or something. Wow. And then they were like, just trust us, like it'll be fine. Yeah. But that's... they like they wanted to pull the plug on it big time because they're like, we don't know what you guys are doing here. That's crazy. Yeah. This is why it's so hard to get anything good made. But see, that's also like. It's weird, too, because I think that was Judd Apatow's directorial debut. Really? Yeah, but he had a, like... He was a writer on Larry Sanders. He I know, and he, freaks wrote, and geeks, and he like, wrote The Cable Guy. Like, he's been around for 20 years at this point. That's, I mean, yeah, like, that's that the they first time he directed anything? That they wouldn't trust him to be, like... He's like, guys, I'm Judd Apatow. Yeah, I'm huge. What the fuck? Yeah, and I guess maybe that's his... When he became a director, but yeah, his writing is, like... He's been around legendary. forever. I know. Literally, Larry Sanders and Freezing Geeks say no more. Yeah. Like, give the guy some fucking creative credit. Mm. And then I guess, apparently, 40-Year-Old Virgin's before all that other shit he started. Like, that guy's name is like the gold stamp Mm -hmm. of comedy in Hollywood now. And there was a thing where they were talking about the first season of The Office came on and it, like... It was a pretty weird season. It was like eight episodes, and it was like hmm. they didn't find their tone yet, mm-hmm. and they kind of wanted to cancel it. But then Forty Year Old Virgin came out and was a huge hit, and then that kind of like saved the show because they're like, "Oh, we got like a big star on our hands." Like it's it's weird timing because Steve Carell, he was like big because he was on like The Daily Show and in stuff, but he wasn't like a star at that point, right? You know what's interesting about that and what, what I think about when I hear that story is like <clears throat> it's almost like the Jim Carrey movie Yes Man. Like if Steve Carell hadn't had just said yes to all this shit, like none of the bigger pieces would have come together. Yeah. Like he could have easily been like, I'm busy, I'm shooting a TV show, I don't want to do a movie. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, I'm done with the TV show, I'm going to go do this movie. If he hadn't done both, he wouldn't be where he is today. Yeah. Like he fucking – and who knows, maybe the schedules were months apart and it was not a big deal. Right. It's hard to tell. But when I hear that, I'm like, man, what a bunch of projects to be a part of. Like, that must mm. have been a big pain in the ass. Yeah, it must be fucking must exhausting. must be super tempting to just say no. Yeah. Just be like, I have a full-time job on an NBC sitcom. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, but he was talking, like, about um, when he was on The Daily Show, and it was going good, and it was a good gig, and he made good money, but he was just done with it. Yeah. He was like, I kind of just want to, like, try something different, and something will pop up. Well, he did his good time, and it was a stepping stone. It was a stepping stone up. Yeah. Time to move on, buddy. Like, that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. And as I grow and mature, I I look at those situations and I'm like, oh, interesting. So, like, maybe it's not a bad thing to, like, do side hustles even though it's exhausting. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, if people bring you opportunities and you feel like you're too tired for them, like, maybe you should just say yes and just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because one day you could be Steve Carell, a 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like we need to talk about Parks and Rec. Okay. Because it's the natural, it's like the inheritor of the office. Uh-huh. Like that one off the air. They were on the air concurrently, I think, for a while. Maybe. I'm pretty sure they were for a couple of years, but like it definitely was like the torch was passed. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, you like the office? All right, here's like a bunch of people who are friends with those guys. Mm-hmm. And it's the same camera setup. Yeah. Same creator. Same, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, just basically, it's a different office, like, honestly. Oh, totally. It's yeah. just a different office. Uh-huh. What do you make of this show? I liked Parks and Rec. I never finished it, though. I think I fell off in the last hmm. last couple seasons of it. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. And it's funny, I don't think I ever watched it while it was on. I watched it like after post, it was on. you know, like <laughs> Netflix kind of thing. Like yeah. I don't think it was ever I don't know if I watched it while <clears throat> new episodes were coming out. Holy shit, Zach Stufus. Stufus ringing on the cowbell. Did you ever watch it? Oh, I watched a bunch of it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought it was zanier, and I liked that. Yeah, it's definitely zanier. And also... Not for everyone's taste, but I thought it was lo- good. Love my Adam Scott. Love Adam Scott. And then that show just made... Uh, it brought, like, Nick Offerman into the world. Nick Offerman was a fucking standout character. Mm-hmm. And I just love that they had shit like Lil Sebastian, the horse, who was know, inexplicably famous to everyone in the world. Yeah. Like, this horse is a superstar, and they never tell you why. And it's crazy that fucking Chris Pratt, who's, like, now the biggest star in the world, came from that. Yeah, and he was, and he was like a he big, used to be lovable, Chris Fat. <laughs> I know, a big, lovable lump. <laughs> yeah, he was a lovable lump and uh, a dummy boy. And yeah, he's just a schlub, and now he's like a ripped diesel, like high guy that everyone wants. Who like does a lot of like weird contouring on his face to like yeah. make his like cheekbones stand out more. <laughs> it's another one of those things. It's like, man, this guy probably worked pretty hard for this. Mm-hmm. Like he, I just feel like I'm so lazy that I I always just want to rest on my laurels. Well, it's funny. That's what happened to <laughs> you know? Jim from The Office too. Like, yeah, you're right. He became like. A stud. He's a studly boy. Yeah. A big fucking stud muffin. He did that yeah. army movie, and yeah, now he he's shredded. Jack Ryan, right? Yeah, now he's Jack, jacked Ryan. Jacked Ryan. These guys haven't aged a day. They've only gotten more buff. I know. It's, it's like all reverse aged. It's called like testosterone and steroids, yeah, for sure. They're on a cocktail, right? Yeah. I took a uh, elevator ride two years ago next to Jim from the office, and it was weird. Like I would never have noticed him, but it, it was him that did act as though he should be hiding from me. Hmm. Like he like pulled his baseball cap down and like put his glasses on. It's funny that happened to me. And I never would have, but I was like, what is this guy doing? He looks like he's like undercover. And then I was like, it's the guy from the office. That happened to me the, like a couple weeks ago, I was at the Oaks gourmet, you know, on Franklin. Mm -hmm. And I went in there for like coffee and I got like a breakfast sandwich. And I looked at this guy and I was like, "Oh shit, that's John Ham," and he was in Whoa, a ham sighting. And he was in a baseball cap, same like celebrity yeah. disguise outfit. Classic. He had a beard and like he was in like running shorts. And I looked at him, I think for a little bit too long, and then he like mad dogged me because huh? I like because I like kind of walked towards him just to like get a he lid mad on mad man. Do you put a little lid on my coffee cup? And then he left. And I like looked at him again when he was at the door, and then he was just like, "I think that he was like waiting to be hounded by me." Oh, he like, thought you were coming for him. Like he thought I was like going to do a weird, annoying fan I love thing. Bad bed, yeah, yeah. And but you didn't, obviously. No, of course not. I would never do that to anyone. Well, you did it to Kevin Bacon, didn't you? No, or, I did or, it to Adam Scott. Oh, to Adam Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, that's right. I knew it was someone at Gelson's. It was. Well, I've seen. Uh, everyone I see is at Gelson's and the Oaks is right across the street from Gelson's. The only time I've ever really humiliated myself like that was, uh, when I met Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong, obviously. You're like, do you want to smoke a doobie? Yeah, pretty much. Like it was, I've, I've always prided myself on not caring about celebrity stuff and I've met so many or worked around so many and Uh had so many opportunities to be a dildo. And I never did it. But then I worked with Tommy Chong. Like, we interviewed him on a show we did. 
and everyone was like, can I have a picture with you, man? And like everyone got a picture with Tommy Chong mm-hmm. and I was like the last guy that didn't. And I was mm-hmm. like, Tommy Chong, can I have a picture with you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I totally like took a picture and we both did like the hand movement. Like we were pretending oh, to smoke oh, weed. And then he like was very sweet about it. Yeah. You know, he does it with everyone he ever meets, uh-huh. I'm sure. And then he left and I looked at the picture and I was so embarrassed. I just deleted yeah. it. I was Fuck. like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, yeah, the Adam Scott thing. Like now I'm no longer the guy who met him on a one-to-one term. I know. I'm like, yeah. I'm it's like funny. below him. Right? I worked on a movie with Danny Trejo and I threw the rap party. It was like an indie movie and I threw the rap party at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to one of our friends who was the AD on the movie and I was like, man, I want to like get a picture with him. With and, Trejo. Yeah, and he was like, dude, you just like worked with him for like four weeks and made a movie with him. Like, and I was like, a photo good point. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's yeah. like in your house right now. Like, what more do you need? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the attitude I've always thought I had. Is like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to. Yeah. I I've seen you. Maybe we've talked. Maybe I'm just seeing you across the room. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like. I don't need to yeah, Adam Scott, supplicate myself to you. I was like in the middle of listening to um, the YouTube podcast and he was standing right behind me in Gelson's and then I said something to him and he was like, ha ha, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Damn, <laughs> nipped by the Scott bug. Yeah. yeah, that's rough, man. I totally get it. Well, it's it, like though. you have nothing – like, Michael, you have nothing to say. Why are you saying anything right <laughs> yeah. now? Like, but I get it. You're doing it just for yourself. Someone like that, you know, you like so much and you feel like you, you know like them because you, you listen to their podcast. It's like when people come up to us. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we spend all this time with you in your car and while you're cleaning. And like, yeah, you don't know me, guys. Yeah, you don't you might know me. Think you know? You yeah. don't know. I might have told you I have something in my uh, a hidden spot in my room that yeah. will get me murdered. <laughs> Mike, what I think we should do to like build our audience even more is tease the secret I as know. a finale. Like maybe at the final, like before we jump from Steven to our next name, we should tease Mike's hidden okay. criminal past. Let's do it. I'm trying to think if I have anything like I'm that. I'm trying to think if statute of limitations is up on it. So this is like a legitimately big secret. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow, fuck, have I ever done anything like that? Like, I'm trying to think, like, is there anything out there I could be arrested for that I'm totally getting away with? Not really. Oh, wait. We'll, we'll talk off air. Maybe you, maybe you have something. I mean, there's some, there was a time Evidence I... of something. There was a time I evaded police and someone did go to jail who was with me. And I think at the time, if I was there, uh-huh. I would have gone to jail too. But I don't know. We'll see. And I won't know, hopefully. Maybe I have footage of that <laughs> <laughs> stufus <laughs> all right should we sum these boys up yeah i want to make these boys some um i'm hoping um zach <laughs> stufus made an appearance here Ooh, hashtag come on YouTube now man. some of my boys what the fuck no stufus stufus where's my stufus Oh my god! This guy's tricky. I know. feel like it's almost like you never know when he might strike. It's almost like Stufus only had enough energy to do the first two jingles, <laughs> and then yeah, it's almost as though Zach Stufus got to this maybe like today, a couple hours before we started recording. He might be partied out. That guy does a lot of Vegas shows. When you're living the life of Stufus or of a Naoki or of a Riley or Hardwell, yeah, 
Just, just keep naming DJs. Life of Harlem. Oh, Riley. <laughs> oh. oh, the Life of Riley. Yeah. Riley easily could be one of the Vegas <laughs> sure. DJs. You could see that. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're going to make uh, Steve Carell and Steve Merchant some. It's our Hollywood dream. Um. Some... I think uh, I really like both these guys, mm-hmm. and they've both been guys that have grown on me over time too. Yeah, um, I remember. I feel like I was watching Daily Show when Steve Carell was on it, but I'm trying to even like think when he came into my like reality. Was it like Anchorman or some shit? I mean, I remember him from, like, the 2003 Daily Show. Yeah. But I think I started really, like, paying attention. Yeah, probably around Anchorman. And I think I just started to just love him on The Office. Like, you can tell that guy's a fantastic fucking actor who has, like, true nuance. He's got nuance and he's got chops for picking up on what it, like, yeah, I guess it's, like, how do I make this person real and believable? What are their tics? What are their things? Like Michael yeah. Scott could have easily been a caricature, and in some ways he is. He but is. he's also got but like he's got depth to a him. depth, yeah, and depth and a subtlety that I don't think a lot of actors would have found with that character. Yeah. He wants to be loved. He wants a family. Yeah, and like, he, he really so brings bad. it in that role. And a similarly, forty-year-old virgin, even though it's just a movie, which is like now considered short form. He still finds it with that weird. Yeah, character. no, he, like, has a, he has a a real natural like sweetness, but like a deepness to it. Yeah, that works really well. And you know, he also um, I don't know if this is like a reactionary to all, being a Hollywood guy and trying to be, maintain like a normal life, but I think him and his family like they bought like a general store in New England, like after he was a star. Yeah, and then like they go and they work there. Like during the summer, and he's yeah, like, and he's like, sure, the cashier there. I totally believe it because, yeah. like, I think he's grounded enough that probably he got so caught up in all this weird shit and driving. He's like, his I Porsche. need something. He's like, all right, one month a year we're going to the fucking general store. We're all gonna <laughs> yeah, like work normal Kit jobs. Kats, you idiots. Don't forget like n- normal shit. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, and even if it's like a little like pretentious <laughs> or something, like I still like I like that. You know, it's better than a guy that never looks back and totally forgets everything. Yeah. Like and it's Mark like Jim Zuckerberg. Carrey could never do that. But no, I think Steve Carell's that guy's at a cult or not something. Like his, but he's not as big of a star. Like it's he's is on this weird line of like you're humongous, but you can like blend in, you know? Mm-hmm. I kinda like that. I like that too. And I think I respect guys who Okay, look, this is a weird thought, but like we have grown up in LA and we've grown up knowing a lot of like Hollywood stuff and we've seen a lot of the business and certainly we're no millionaires or no stars, but I think there's something to people who come here from nowhere and have this whole image built up of what it is and then they rise to the very apex of Hollywood stardom Mm -hmm. or just Hollywood in general, whether you're a big director or whatever, and they're like, this is like whatever. Like I feel like I'm the same person. And so you can either get caught up in that and like live a weirdo life, mm. or you can just be like, "This is dumb. I'm going back to New England, and I'll right. just come I back mean, here when I have to work." I think that like the performing part is always the thing that's the most fun to them. Yeah, and then they are probably like pretty put off by the business side of it. The business side. But of see, it. then on the other side of that, like I think Stephen Merchant seems like a guy. I mean, he's kind of a brand of his own in a weird way, like. He got to do his own HBO show where he was the star of it. Yeah. But he seems like 
the grounded new generation of like the guys on the business side of it who like know how to fucking work the business. Yeah. And I think it's because he's a writer where like he would probably love to just be in the writer's room, but like he knows like, yeah, but now you also have to be like the creator and the executive producer and like hire people and all that. Yeah. And And he seems to have like all kinds of, you gotta be political in that job. Like it's different. He seems like he could be a little mean. Oh, I bet you, yeah. When push came to shove, that guy, I have no illusions, he would be like... He would, like, chew you What are you out. doing here, Audrey? Yeah. He would, like, chew you what did, what did we talk about last yeah. week? And I like him a lot, but I think that, like, he probably has that side to him, which Steve Carell does not. No, Steve Carell probably doesn't have that. He might be a little annoyed by it, but he would never let you know. No. You know who would tell you right to your fucking face is Ben Stiller. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that guy would take you outside and be like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. This is my fucking movie, man. Like, what yeah, are you doing? For sure. Showing up. 10 minutes later. And he's like diesel too. Yeah, and he's like jacked. And yeah. he's like got so many titles behind him. And he's just like, Yeah. What are you doing? One more time. You're fucking off my set. And like, yeah. he doesn't even give you a chance For to sure. respond. He just goes back inside. Him and Steve Merchant are like a tag team duo. <laughs> yeah. Like, I bet slap you. Slap each other in and beat the shit. And out Ricky of Gervais, probably same thing. Oh, like, that sure. guy doesn't have time for bullshit. You think that's an English thing? No, I think it's a man thing. Yeah. Like, Amer- there's tons of American dudes like that. Mm hmm. And actually, I think, uh, I don't know, I, you know what, I can't even draw a strong correlation between the nationalities. I think it's just like a manager thing. Like, you either learn that or you don't. Yeah. And some people probably get insulated from that. Like, I'm sure Will Ferrell's not chewing people out on his set. Right. He probably has someone there to, like, yeah. your problem never gets on his desk. Mm-hmm. But those guys, like Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, have done enough producing at this point, like, more than they have acting Right. That I bet you they have no fucking problem. And they're also just acerbic comedic mm-hmm. dudes who are like, they're not really sweetheart comedians. Right. They're like biting wit mm-hmm. guys. And so I feel like that's not the guy to be fucking around with. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's a teddy bear. Yeah. Ricky he's Gervais like the, is like, don't like piss him off. The soccer coach, dad. Yeah. Like you've seen Ricky Gervais's Golden Globe or was it the Oscars? I know. And that he's guy, like, not afraid to tell anybody anything, yeah, he's, clearly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't care. Yeah. He'll tell Steven Spielberg to fuck himself. Yeah, he'll tell Mel Gibson he's a drunk. Yeah, no problem if you show up or Ricky's the boss. He'll fucking tell you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I'm definitely not that guy. That's a skill mm-hmm. I need to learn as a producer. That's how you make money. It is. I still have, I still have trouble talking to people like that, but... Um, Something. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn it, goddamn it. It's like my next big hurdle is like being a dick to people. <laughs> it really is. Just like, don't do it, Sean. I mean, yeah, I don't want to, but sadly I think like I was on a shoot in Minneapolis this weekend where like a bunch of shit went wrong and I probably could have like had real license to just ream a couple people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I didn't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't. No, I think I should have. There's other ways to talk to people. I mean, I found other ways to do it, but also I don't think I helped them and I don't think I helped me. Like sometimes you need to be reamed. Sometimes you just need to be the dad. Yeah. Like I kind of PWD'd it. You kind of have to like spank your kid if they try to run into traffic. I do think I accomplished letting people know that I was extremely disappointed in them, which is the ultimate dad. Like that's worse than anything. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in, in the business of show, like... People don't ever get good at their job. You know, either you're good at your job and you never have a problem or you're really bad at it and you'll never get better until someone who's bigger than you reams the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, this is really tougher than I thought. And either you step up or you don't. Yeah. And um, 
And so we've just summed up Sean. (laughs) You need to be reamed. You need to be reamed at some point. I've been reamed. Anyone I know who's in any position of power has been reamed. And when I say reamed, I mean physically taken into a room and pantsed and sodomized without lubrication. One one finger wags you into the hotel room. Yeah. Come here, baby. You make him lock the door. I guess what I'm trying to say, guys, is I tried to Weinstein someone, (laughs) a young boy, a young, talented boy. and um, I tried to Weinstein Louis C.K., and then I got all Al Franken in this bitch. I was like, come in my room, watch me masturbate. Like, I'll make sure you get a job out of this. And they just said no. And at that point, I should have lost them. my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should have disciplined them. But I didn't. All right, so did we sum Corel yet? Or did we just... Yeah, we did, did both of them. All right, good. So you guys have sum. Here's a towel. Clean it up. Wipe off your belly. <laughs> yeah, wipe off that belly. Don't forget the belly button. It's probably accumulated in there and immediately go do the laundry i don't want that sitting anywhere as a closing thought can we talk about how gross steve carell's hairy little belly button <laughs> probably is like what a disgusting little belly. i just i just want to bookend this <laughs> yeah bookend it started with his gross hairy body let's end it with that okay let's open let's open up sean's turlet library <laughs> close the Cover to cover, close it. Mm-hmm. Hide it behind the turlet. And put it on, yeah, the, the Stick hidden your thumbnail forever. And lock it. Yeah, take the quarter, close the lock, and flush the quarter so no one can ever pull it out again. And guys, remember, if you want your friends to have information like this, tell them about our podcast. <laughs> yes. If you or a loved one finds this valuable, um, <laughs> I really encourage you to uh, donate to our Patreon, tell your friends, and... Um, Listen at work, like out in the open. Let everyone hear it. Let them come ask what you're listening to and point them to our page. And um, if you go buy tickets to DJ Stufus's New Year's Bash, there's probably a link at the bottom that says you can uh, download our episodes. Perfect. That's All right. it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And as always, don't stop. Steven. Steven.